welcome back to the Suruj podcast. We are continuing on with the stories of Guru Hargobind, and currently he is leaving uh, the village of Kangar. So, in the previous episode, we talked about uh, Guru Hargobind um, blessing Jodhrai and his wife. It mentions how he slept, uh, so it ends mentioning how he slept and then woke up uh, early before sunrise. And that's where we're going to pick up uh, in this episode which relates to chapter 59 of Ra's 7. So here Guru Hargobind wakes up early, he gets ready, um, and at this point when he's ready, Sadhu and Rupchand, uh, they come to see Guru Hargobind and they say, you know, Guru Hargobind, what do you re- request of us now that you are going? You know, you've given us uh, great bliss, you know, coming to this area and blessing us. You've basically made our names praiseworthy in this world. You're a protector both here in the next world as well. There's no other uh, person who's as compassionate as you. Um, so they say this in a very devotional manner, praising Guru Hargobind. And he says, as a reply, he says that what you guys should do is maintain a langar here. So a communal kitchen, um, never let this stop. And to this day, it actually continues. Um, and the descendants themselves actually take part in that langar as well, the preparation of it. So Guru Hargobind says that, you know, in doing so, in keeping this communal kitchen, this langar, you know, anything you say will come true. You know, your tongue will be like a sharp sword, able to cut anybody down. And furthermore, basically remain uh, in the satsangat, the true congregation, and within that uh, congregation, meditate upon the Guru. And don't worry, I'll return to you in another form. So this is also... Uh, prediction alluding to that another guru is going to visit their descendants but he says at the end recognize that uh, the guru is always close at hand and this is a blessing saying that the guru's unsung this is the idiom meaning that you know the guru is forever with you so at that point Jodhrai also comes to see guru Hargobind and when Jodhrai comes he brings all these others like some of his warriors other people from the village they're coming to say goodbye to Guru Hargobind. Uh, and, you know, they reach and they salute Guru Hargobind. At this point, Guru Hargobind mounts his horse. And to send the Guru off, uh, Jodhrai and the other villagers, uh, they kind of ride with him for a little bit outside of the village. So now the army is mobilized, Guru Hargobind's army. So the drums are beating um, as the army is now leaving that village. They travel about two kilometers and Jodhrai and the other villagers are still riding out with Guru Hargobind. So at that point, he tells them, okay, uh, if you're riding out with us to send us off, at this point, you should head back. So Jodhrai gets off his horse. He quickly grabs Guru Hargobind's feet in a, devo- a devotional manner, is, uh, saying that, you know, please remember me. You know, please make us meet again soon. Um, I can't stand to see you go, uh, but, you know, who am I? You know, I can't change your will. Uh, keeping your honor has been the greatest honor of my life uh, keeping your company sorry and uh, it's given me the greatest satisfaction of my life so Guru Hargobind replies that oh Jodhrai like listen <clears throat> we are forever united don't worry in this world and the next the Guru will be helpful to you we're extremely pleased by your service your dedication and your lineage will always have a relationship with the house of the Guru uh, and because of this, don't worry, you'll forever remain in peace and no conflicts will come to your do- door. So after Guru Hargobind says this, Jodhrai and the others start to turn around and they start to head back 
after saluting Guru Hargobind very slowly. So as they leave, they're constantly turning their neck back. They're constantly turning back to see uh, Guru Hargobind uh, leaving. You know, there's a very uh, big hole in their heart uh, because of the separation. So the text mentions that uh, to fill this hole in their heart, they, they remember the form of the Guru in their heart. And uh, upon this, they meditate, saying things like in their mind, you know, like uh, there's no other, uh, there's no, nobody else in the world like Guru Hargobind, who's such uh, so compassionate and, and gives his servants bliss, these type of devotional uh, praises. Sadhu and Rupchand are there as well. They salute the Guru and they start to walk back. And the author mentions how, you know, in their heart, they've always contemplated the Guru, rather, wherever, if he's close or if he's far. And, you know, it's alluding to that, you know, these are amazingly accomplished people, Sadhu and Rupchand, their father and son. Sadhu is the father, Rupchand is the son. And uh, we didn't get to this, but there are stories that relate to Sadhu and Rupchand that the podcast has not covered. Uh, these stories come before the starting of this podcast. Like I said uh, before, we, what we're going to do is we're going to cycle back. As we finish Guru Hargobind's stories now to when he passes away, we're going to cycle back to the start of his life and then continue to where this podcast started. So we will get to those stories. But the author, uh, Kavisan Singh says, you know, at, at what length can I praise these two, Sadhu and Rupchand? They're such amazingly accomplished people. Uh, but still seeing the separation from Guru Hargobind, you know, tears start to spring out from their eyes, you know. And uh, these tears are rolling down their face as they are barely able to move like their heavy feet, you know, one step at a time back. Guru Hargobind is looking at this. He, he sees them and, and uh, he looks at them in a manner that gives them strength. And, and slowly, slowly they leave. So it's a very emotional moment for Sadhu and Rupchand. So at this point, you know, the armies. Um, fully mobilized, they're, they're setting off, you know. And because of, you know, this massive army that Guru Hargobind has with him, the dirt is rising from the ground uh, as these horses now move, you know, through the land and, and uh, the dirt is going into the sky as the horses uh, ride out. So they travel many kilometers, you know, along the way, Guru Hargobind and his warriors are hunting. Some neighboring villages, you know, uh, that they go past. There's some six in some of these neighboring villages, so some come by uh, to see the Guru, salute the Guru. So slowly, slowly, um, the the army and Guru Hargobind are traveling before they reach the village of Gujarval. So here they set up camp. And people from neighboring villages then hear about this, that Guru Hargobind's in the area. So, so people come, people come, you know, who are not even sick. So, um, just randoms come and they see Guru Hargobind and they're amazed at the sight, you know, these, these battle-hardened warriors are sitting beside the Guru and, uh, you know, it's quite uh, uh, a divan, quite a court, kind of congregation is set up. So in, even just seeing this congregation, they, they become Sikhs, you know, they want to join uh, the mission. So. Uh, also, people from the neighboring village who are coming, they're bringing things with them as well. So the text actually specifies, it says, you know, some of these six are bringing milk, some of them are bringing wheat, uh, flour, yogurt, clothes, money, horses. It even mentions uh, weapons that uh, people are donating to Guru Harman. So in that area, uh, while they set up camp there, there was a very wealthy landowner. And his name was Fatuhi. 
He heard that Guru Hargobind was there, and it was late in the afternoon uh, before evening, so he was getting ready to. He said, You know, I'll go meet the Guru. So he got ready for this. He was thinking that what I'll do is I'll make my way there, and then afterwards I'll go hunting. Be a nice little outing. So he gets all decked out with a sword, shield, hawk. Uh, he puts on these fancy clothes, and he mounts his horse. When he goes there, he takes some other warriors that he has with him as well, and he rides out. So he gets close to the camp of Guru Hargobind, he gets off his horse, he walks into the court, he salutes Guru Hargobind, uh, he sits down right in front of Guru Hargobind. So uh, then they start talking about battle stories, you know, they're both warriors. Bidichan also chimes in, explaining, you know, how the battles went down. So doing, during this, you know, discussion, Guru Hargobind is looking at this hawk that he has, Fatu he has on his arm. So at some point he asks him about this hawk and he says, you know, what's the deal with this hawk? Uh, is it able to catch other birds well? Has it learned, uh, you know, this? Have you trained it basically? Well, you know, where did you get it from? How much did it cost you? You know, how long have you had it? Uh, do you have this because you also enjoy hunting? So Patuhi, you know, says, you know, this hawk came from a very far land, so it's not native to this area. Meaning, you know, alluding to it's very expensive, so... You know, this beautiful hawk has been trained very well, he says, and, and swoops down amazingly to catch other birds. You know, can catch not only small birds, but also very, very big birds as well. And he says, you know, I have this for hunting. Um, it requires great care. It's a very, you know, uh, delicate animal. I feed it myself. Uh, he's such a great hawk, you know. Uh, he just continues to praise this hawk, you know. Like, uh, no bird can save themselves when this hawk swoops down at them. It has the best qualities of all hawks, you know. And he's basically like, you know, I can't praise this hawk enough. I love this thing. I keep it <laughs> beside me at all times, he's saying. And uh, listening to this, Guru Hargobind says, Well, you know, uh, the things that you love most, you should give those things to your Guru. And in that way, you'll get the most fruit out of the offering. So how about you give me that bird? Uh, I'd love to go hunting with that bird and, and see its capabilities, which you which you mentioned, you know, how it can swoop down and grab these, these bigger birds. So listening to this <laughs> request from Guru Hargobind, Fatuhi is just like, oh man, he's shook right now. And he's like, I can't do that. I love this hawk. I always keep this hawk by my side. You know, you have, like, look, you have congregations from all around the world, all around, you know, people from Afghanistan come, you know, people bring you all sorts of things, endless things you get. You know, I only have this one hawk, you know. I, I keep really good care of it. Uh, I always have it by my side. I can't, I can't give you this hawk. So Guru Hargobind then in his mind is like, all right, this guy's, you know, this guy's cheap. This guy's a miser. And says, listen, those things that are meant to come to the Guru will come regardless. Fatuhi didn't understand what he was getting at with this. And, uh... Because he was made so uncomfortable there, and he kind of just left. He saluted the guru and says, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go home." He doesn't even continue on with his plan to hunt. He's sh like shaken up by this, you know. So he just goes straight home. He gets home. He he just sits down on his bed. He lies on his bed. He puts his hawk in the cage, and he's just looking at this hawk. And he's thinking, "Man, this hawk is so beautiful. I love this thing. I'm not gonna just randomly give it up." And as he's thinking and just like looking at this hawk being like, oh, that hawk is dope. There's like this silk string near the hawk. And the hawk just randomly looks at this string and just eats that silk string. Now, you know, this would kill the hawk. 
uh, it's not meant to eat like a silk string, right? It'd mess up uh, its uh, digestion. So Fatui sees that, like jumps up out of his bed and tries to stop the hawk, but isn't able to, and like the hawk swallows all of that silk string. So Fatui's like, realizes now that this hawk is eating the string, this thing is gonna die now because of indigestion. So he just completely lost it. He's like distraught, he doesn't know what to do, he's pissed, he's angry. Eventually he becomes, he accepts it. And he's just like, all right, this hawk is gonna die. And he was looking back and remembering about what Guru Hargobin said. And he was thinking, all right, maybe I can give the hawk to Guru Hargobin now. Maybe he'll still accept it. And in doing so, uh, you know, Guru Hargobin won't think I'm so cheap. He'll think I'm generous. If it lives or dies, whatever. That's in <laughs> that's in Guru Hargobin's hands. That's his problem now, basically. It's not mine. Um, I also get rewarded for it, you know. And he's thinking, yeah, I messed up. I should have given the hawk initially at the time. Maybe that's why I'm in this situation, you know. So anyways, he, he mounts his horse. He takes the hawk, quickly goes back to Guru Hargobind. And, you know, he enters the court again. So he's sitting there in front of Guru Hargobind. He does a request to the Guru saying that, you know, uh, please, uh, you know, accept this hawk. I made a mistake. I didn't uh, listen to you initially. You know, this is all my fault. Just please, you know, take this hawk. You know, people make mistakes. You know, this is the nature of people. They make mistakes. And your nature as a guru is one that forgives mistakes. So, you know, please accept this hawk. And guru Hargovin looks at him and says, all right, what actually happened? And Fatu, he's like, all right. And then he explains the whole story that when he got home, he saw he was just looking at this hawk. The hawk randomly ate this string. And basically, he told Guru Hargobind, listen, this hawk is going to die soon unless uh, you bless it, unless you make it live. So, Fadui says, <clears throat> you know, you can either bless it, otherwise it'll die. This, this is on you. This is up to you. So, listening to this, Guru Hargobind, he says, I, he does like a little um, uh, sign, and then Fatuhi agrees. He passes over the hawk. The hawk sits on Guru Hargobind's hand. Guru Hargobind looks at the hawk and says, okay, uh, just as the string came in, shall it come out? And the hawk then quickly like spits the silk string out. Fatu, he sees this and says to Guru Hargobind that, you know, he starts praising him in a similar devotional manner as spoken about before. You know, like, he starts saying, you know, you are all-powerful, you are all-knowing, please forgive my mistake. And then he says, you know, please accept this gift, uh, this hawk as a gift. So in saying that, Fatu, he then, you know, goes home. And this is where chapter 59 ends. So the next chapter in chapter 60, um, it'll describe how Guru Hargobind and the army, they slowly make their, their way to Kartarpur. Now this Kartarpur is in Dwaba. This is not the Kartarpur related to Guru Nanak uh, in modern day Pakistan. This is on the Dwaba side of Punjab. So there he will meet up uh, with his eldest son, Gurditta and others including Guru Tegh Bahadur. So that's what we'll pick up next time. And again though, we would like to thank those who continue to support uh, this effort through the Mangalajaran Patreon page. Oh,